You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. Here's Gene. Hey, thanks for starting your week with me. And uh, as always, I'm honored you're taking time to join me, Camo Gene, this week uh, as we start a new week of Pursuing God, where we spend a few minutes together Monday through Friday to help you begin, end, or get through your day with just a greater sense of God's activity and presence in your life. Uh, I want to ask you to follow along a line of reasoning with me for a moment. If you're a gardener and you plant a seed in the ground, what do you hope will happen in the life of that seed? Well, you expect it to t- take some time to germinate. There's, there's going to be cultivating, watering, fertilizing, maybe some weeding. And first, it sprouts out of the ground, followed by a stage where it's dangerously susceptible to wind and harsh weather. And eventually, that seed grows to full maturity. Now, how will you know when you've reached that point? When that little seed you planted in the ground begins to produce fruit. If you're the supervisor of a new employee, what do you expect to happen in the life of your new employee? Well, starting out is always awkward in a new position because everything is new for the person. The software systems are new. The computers are new. Some of the tasks being assigned to you for you to accomplish may be new. And so you work with the employee. You, You give them an employee handbook. You help them get to know your work culture. You go through an orientation period where you show them how to do things. And then you observe them as they do some aspect of their job. And eventually, you want them to reach full maturity in this new position. And you'll know they've reached that point when? When they simply do the job and they produce the fruit, the desired results with minimum supervision or help from you, right? Let's say you're a young man with a new girlfriend who's just absolutely knocked your socks off. What do you hope happens in the life of the relationship? Well, it begins with light conversation and there's the dates and the dinners and the walks and the flowers and the first time to hold hands and the first kiss and the romance and the I love you cards, the first disagreements, the first time to make out, I mean, make up. But slowly over time, you hope and pray like mad that this relationship will fully mature to the point that that girlfriend becomes your fiancé and eventually your wife. Let's say that relationship produces a child. If you have a child, what do you hope happens in the life of that child? Well, early on, the child is helpless, totally dependent on his or her mom or dad to to feed him or her, dependent upon parents to change diapers, bathe them, uh, carry them everywhere. But over time, you're hoping that that little one takes their first steps and eventually matures to the point that they're walking and talking and brushing their teeth and making wise decisions, learning, learning to be responsible, eventually living independently. Now imagine that your God in a sinful man or woman receives the saving grace of Jesus Christ that you've made possible through him. Jesus becomes real to them. They receive him as their Savior and Lord. They become a child of God. Now if you're God, what do you hope happens in the life of this recipient of your grace and mercy and love? When you want that spiritual child to grow from the seedling stage of spiritual immaturity where they started off lying dormant in the ground, but eventually get to the point they flourish and produce fruit? If you were God, wouldn't you want to see that child grow through the stages like a new employee grows through where someone teaches them the ropes, but then one day they're able to function for the most part effectively and productively on their own, even helping others uh, to learn the ropes? 
Of course you would. But the fact of the matter is that many people who receive the amazing grace of God, they just never get further than kind of sprouting seed stage or the child stage in their spiritual development. Listen, it's possible to sit through services at church week after week and not grow towards spiritual maturity. It's possible to be a member of a dynamic church and not be growing in the direction of spiritual maturity. And this is why Hebrews 6.1 says, Therefore, let us leave the elementary teachings about Christ and go on to, hear the word, maturity. God's goal for all who have received his grace is that from that point forward, they would grow to full maturity in Jesus. For many people who claim to follow Jesus, it's time— It's time to leave the elementary teachings about Jesus and go to maturity. And this week, I want to ask, what does an authentic, fully committed follower of Jesus look like, act like, feel like at a baseline level? Now that you've experienced amazing grace, what specific things should be happening in your life? What should spiritual maturity look like in your one and only life? That's what we're going to unpack this week. And I hope you'll be back with me tomorrow as we begin to unfold God's strategic plan for your spiritual development. God, thanks for this new week, this Monday. Thank you for the opportunity we have to grow this week, the opportunity we have to mature this week. And I know it's your desire for each of us to grow beyond elementary things uh, to full maturity. And so I pray that you'll use this to kind of deepen us and develop practices in us that lead to full devotion to you. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, hope you'll share this with somebody and I'll catch you back tomorrow. You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. 